We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And right next to me, I have Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. Although, John, these are dark days in beautiful <laughs> South St. Louis. <laughs> now, you know, it's kind of hard for us. Don't, don't ever trust our weather forecasts. Because uh, the problem is we're recording this weeks early. In yeah. fact, we're having a marathon session. We're going yeah. over, what, at least seven, eight hours straight. <laughs> well, the, the, <laughs> Not quite that uh, bad. I know. Three, three episodes in a row, folks, for your listening pleasure. Um, but no, I wasn't talking about the weather. Oh, you weren't? No, what were you talking it's, about? It's uh, dark days because yes. these are the days, the weeks, when Ted Drew's frozen custard is closed. Oh, my goodness. So it really is a dark day. It is. It's, it's dark, yeah, in many respects. Not just the weather, not just the overcast weather, no. But there is no, no Ted Drew's. Uh, there's no Ted Drew's. No Ted Drew's. So, yes, Pastor Clark and the Clark family trying to, to <laughs> make, it through. make it through, it through it these weeks, tough it out. Uh, they reopen again around Valentine's Day, so there's oh, a so light at close. the end of the tunnel. It's close. It's close. Yes. So it's when a, are they closed, Matt? When do they stop well, selling it, delicious It's not long after cream. the first of the year. So it's, oh, it's, so it's been yeah, almost it's about five, six weeks. So, yeah, Whoa, it's, it's going over on a month. Yeah, over a month. Wow. Wow. So, uh, I we're wonder why it. you were so shaky. I know. <laughs> I'm going to withdraw. Tetris withdrawal. But the, uh, one of our, one of our yeah. members at Ascension, uh, you know, thanks be to God for his people. They gave me a gift card to Dairy Queen just to get uh, me through yeah, this, no, uh, these I'm dark sorry. days. That's not I mean, the same. It, it pales in comparison. No offense, Dairy Queen fans. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's something. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I, 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 I've lost 20 pounds. More than that <laughs> over go. the past four weeks. <laughs> so, so here I was going to boast about the fact, well, I'm so glad that you're my partner because... You're the one that always remembers to announce that this is wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics but, but disoriented from the lack of custard. I'm that's sorry. What it is. Yeah, yeah. That's well. At least it explains a lot of things. It's yeah, been really hard without that custard. Isn't that's it? right. Yeah. It's just been a little off my game lately. <laughs> so, so here we are. Uh, and yes, it is wrestling with the basics, with or without Ted Drew's ice cream. But the, the, the Valentine's Day, really? Does he serve it? On it's around Valentine's Day. I'm gonna have to check. I've been I've been okay. checking up, and they said around Valentine's oh, Day. So I don't know. Well, well but I'll, you know, the, the problem is Valentine's Day is on Ash Wednesday this year. So I don't know what we're gonna true. do. Can't I got to go to church? Well, you know, I was thinking about not giving up something for Lent this year, but taking up something for Lent. Ah. And I'm thinking maybe ice cream. Maybe frozen custard <laughs> might, be the, might be the answer. <laughs> That's terrible. I, I tell you, the, the fun thing we got going on is uh, uh, thanks to uh, Reverend Ralph Lauffer and, and his wife Edith, uh, who who have won this uh, dinner at an auction, uh, and now he's donated the chicken dinner to our church. So we're having a big chicken dinner for our uh, uh, Ash Wednesday service. So, oh, okay. So, yeah, we're telling everybody, hey, tell your Valentine. Hey, sweetheart. <laughs> We're going to church for Valentine's Day. Chief date. Day. Chief date. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, 
Um, so we're doing this whole story about Moses from chapter, what was it? Uh, chapter 33, 33 and 34. And uh, uh, wrestling with the fact that Moses has experienced a failure. God seems like he's kind of not going to be there for him. In fact, he says that. I, I will not... Uh, um, I will not go up among you unless I consume you well. We find out that it doesn't mean he's not going to be there. Uh, he will be there. He promises his presence. He promises his favor. And when we left last week, Moses said, but that's not enough. I, I want I want some glory. I want some evidence. We've all been there. We've all wanted God to give us some kind of sign that we know he's present. And then you want to read that passage again, that very strange passage, Matt. God answers him there in verse 21 of sure. chapter 33. Okay, and the Lord said... Behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face you shall not see. Um, so I, I, we kind of teased everybody last week because Luther has a really, really neat interpretation yeah. of this. On the basis of of the story of of Joseph, of all things. So so I tell you what, Matt. Why don't you share with us what what's give us in, in a few brief words the story of Joseph, and then I'll tell you how Luther applies that to seeing the backside of God. Sir Joseph uh, was the son of Jacob, uh, and was his favorite son. He yes, played favorites. Yeah. Uh, perhaps not a good idea. It gives him that coat of you. You, of, you treat your kids equally, right? Well, we sure try to. Yeah, yeah no, we do. We, too. we love them both. You we, know, and but. we got a we got a mess of grandkids, so we could have the same problem. Because when you got a bunch of them, it's kind of hard to treat them all equally. But we try our best to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So no special tunics for the one grandkid. No. 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 Uh, but that wasn't the case here. I mean, this visible <laughs> reminder to the other brothers that Joseph was the f- dad's favorite. Uh, so. The brothers, they throw him into a uh, pit, maybe a cistern. And great they, brothers. Great brothers. I you know, have a brother big like brothers. That. Yeah. Uh, and then instead of killing him, they decide, well, we'll sell him off to some uh, some uh, uh, nomads, right? Um, sell him off to Egypt. That's where they're headed. So he's sold to Potiphar in Egypt and is falsely accused there of, of trying to mess around with uh, Mrs. Potiphar. Try, trying to be a good guy. Trying to be the best slave he could be, right? Yeah, and the Lord yeah. blesses all that he does, yeah. right, in, in his master's house. Uh, so he's sent to prison, and the Lord blesses him there, too. And uh, he interprets the dream of Pharaoh's cupbearer and his baker, and uh, the cupbearer finally remembers it, it seems like, you know, years later. Uh, tells Pharaoh about Joseph. Joseph, after Pharaoh has some dreams, uh, Joseph interprets those dreams and warns of a famine for seven years, or plenty for seven years and a famine for seven years, and Pharaoh puts Joseph in charge of pretty much everything, especially the collection of food. Uh, And then when the famine does hit, uh, Joseph's brothers come down looking for food, and he provides for them, and eventually uh, the Lord works things such that uh, his brothers and even his father, Jacob, come down and they live in Egypt in that land of Goshen and uh, they all live happily ever after until <laughs> a new pharaoh comes and, yeah. and uh, doesn't remember the people the, of Israel, right? The and they're enslaved. But, yeah. but yeah. Uh, boy, you, you, I think in Joseph's life, we really have this picture of someone trying to live a life pleasing to God and God really blessing him wherever he goes uh, and making him his instrument for that time and that place. And, and and so that classic word, uh, when, when the brothers do come back, the brothers who threw him in the pit, and Joseph says, you intended it for evil. No, God meant it for good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and Luther's application of that story to this text is this, that 
Joseph doesn't know that. Now, 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 you pointed out that God blessed him, but on the other hand, I could argue that God cursed him because, number one, he gets thrown in a pit. Number two, he's a slave, and you would think, well, it can't get any worse than that. Oh, well, it can because now you're thrown in the dungeon. You know, it seems like everything went wrong for this man, and it was only when he looked backward that he could see that this was really sure. God's hand. And so that's how... Uh, God applies this, that in the midst of things, you can't see the glory of God. And here's why you can't see the glory of God. Because if you're Joseph and you're laying in the dungeon and you have been abandoned, by the way, by the guy who was supposed to get you out. But as you alluded to, he mm-hmm. kind of forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cupbearer. Uh, um, and if the glory of God comes to you, you have to face the reality that you're there probably because of your own uh, egotism and pride. The fact that you were stupid enough to come up to your brothers and say, hey, guess what, guys? I had a dream, and someday you're going to bow down and worship me. Isn't that cool? Probably not going to evoke a lot of sibling care and compassion with that kind of attitude. And, and that's the problem. When the grace of God, or not the grace, ooh, ooh, take that word back. When the glory of God comes, because he is holy and we, he is perfect and we are pure, when that glory of God comes to us sinners, we have to realize, man, I really deserve this. I should probably be getting worse than this. But when we look back, we say, oh, wow, but God was being gracious. He was being forgiving. He was working things together for my good, even though I doubted him, even though I questioned, even though I grumbled. He was still taking care of me. So that was Luther's understanding, that that in the midst of things, you don't always see what God's doing. That remains hidden to you. But when you see the backside of God, when you look back on things, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I can see that the hand of the Lord was there, that he was giving grace to those he would give grace and mercy to those he would give mercy. And indeed, he was present with me all the time. And indeed, he did favor me just like what he said. Now, here's the other powerful insight, though. So where does God say, I'm going to put you when you're in the midst of the struggles? When my glory would do nothing but show you your sin and cause you to realize that you're getting what you deserve. Where am I going to put you at that point in the present time? Where does he say he's going to put you? For Moses in the cleft of the rock and covered with his hand. Yes. And when you think of the rock, what do you think of right away, Matt? We think of Christ, Jesus. Yeah, he's the rock. He's the cleft in which we're put. He's the way you survive the present struggles and trials. You don't survive them by seeing the glory of God. That would only remind you that you're probably getting what you deserve. But in Christ, in his forgiveness and his mercy, no, no, with the hand of God covering over us in Christ, we will be uh, saved. And, 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 and so that was the great gift God gave me. I never really understood that passage before. But it's nice to know if, if right now, if you've got some struggles and trials going on, don't look for the glory of God. That's only going to remind you uh, how sinful you are. But go to the Lord Jesus Christ, and he'll remind you that God loves you, God forgives you. And someday you'll look back, and you'll see the backside of God, and you'll see, no, this was God. He was working some blessings. Um, and in fact, if I could just make a personal test, can I make a testimony? Sure. Brother? Testify. Uh, you know, you know I, 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 I lost my wife. I lost my wife uh, uh, 16, 17 years ago. And, and at that point, man, I just, and there was no comforting me in that point. I loved her. I lost her. I, but now I look back and I say, 
wow, God didn't abandon me. Uh, he gave me a parish that just, they were so loving and so supporting during those sad times. Uh, my children were always there for me. Such compassionate uh, children they were, and as they were suffering too, and yet they were there to comfort me. So no, God hadn't abandoned me. And then he gave me this other woman who, who needed love, and I needed love, and now we have this very beautiful uh, relationship with Lynn and I. So, but I couldn't have seen it at the time, Matt. Mm-hmm. I can only see it mm-hmm. when I look back on it. Now, can I throw one more crazy sure. thing at you? And, I, and you probably know this, and it's just, but we'll see. So what hymn is based upon this story about putting in the rock and the cleft of the rock? Oh, the rock of ages? Yeah! Cleft for me? Yeah! Let me hide myself in thee? I never, ever connected that hymn with this Bible passage. And it made me kind of comforting because I went to the hymn book and looked it up. And, of course, you know, they got the Bible passages lifted at, listed at the bottom. Yeah. So you know the scripture that the hymn comes from. Yeah. They, they didn't list this scripture either. Oh. <laughs> so I'm thinking, how, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? Because, yeah, there it is. He's the he's the cleft in the rock. That's what he's talking about. You go into Jesus during your time of suffering and trial. You going to look it up? Well, no, I, I was going to look up an, an, another hymn. You got another one? There's another one? Yeah. Oh, so. I, cool. Because you know you're you're quoting Luther here, and you know yeah. I've got the the handy dandy uh, Lutheran Bible here, Lutheran Study Bible, yeah. and uh, there's a, a Luther quote here in the footnotes here. Okay, now you got uh, the hymn book. Is that yeah, what you're I've got about? the hymn book because okay. then Luther's quote reminded me of a hymn. Um, so I'm going to try to read the Luther quote and then maybe read the uh, do oh, the this hymn is too. Cool. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. Um, so the, the quote here in the, the footnotes, uh, Luther says, uh, man shall not see me and live. Uh, therefore, he put before us an image of himself because he shows himself to us in such a manner that we can grasp him. In the New Testament, we have baptism, the Lord's Supper, absolution, and the ministry of the word. Ah, so this cool. idea that that God reveals himself even to us today yep, in very yep. real ways, but he does it in, in gracious ways that we can actually, um, we can handle, we can that. handle it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's uh, this, the Lord's supper hymn that I thought uh, relates pretty well where oh, it's, read it. it says, yep. uh, it, it begins here. Oh Lord, I see the face to face. Yep. Yep. Okay. I don't think about that. Here would I touch and handle things unseen. Here grasp with firmer hand the eternal grace and all my weariness upon thee lean. But, you know, that what a beautiful way to picture the Lord's Supper that we see the Lord face to face here. Now, we, we don't see his full glory, right? Uh, but we see him in something and, and even touch him and taste him in an unseen way uh, with eyes of faith, his body and blood truly present there in the bread and wine. So, you know, God does come to us today too, reveals himself today, but in ways that that don't curse, but even as imperfect people and a perfect God still blesses and forgives. And 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 you know what's 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 cool about that, and 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 I really appreciate the way you said that, Matt. It's not a lesser presence. See, that's yeah. that's our problem. Oh well, that's just the Lord's Supper. But no, you're right. No, He's there. He literally, physically is there, face to face in that sense, but not face to face in the sense of seeing the glory. Which is good because honestly, uh, this are you? What, what are you doing? Uh, Transfiguration coming up next yeah, week. Yeah, uh, what, are, what are you doing? Have you have you planned that far ahead yet? Well, yeah, we'll. Uh, I mean, we'll look at the Transfiguration, you know, the Gospel account, and I, I think that's kind of interesting too. There's Moses there. Yeah, with, we're back there. <laughs> with yeah, Jesus, Jesus face to face. Yeah, seeing the glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, uh, but I was just thinking, see, you got the dark cloud, the cloud or the bright cloud, I think is what it's called. That that shows mm-hmm. up on the Mount of Transfiguration, mm-hmm. and we're back down to falling on our knees and falling on our faces yeah. in fear. Uh, even the voice that says, "This is my beloved son, listen to him." That that's kind of scary. Just like the Israelites said when the God was on Mount Sinai, "Oh, don't let him talk to us, lest we die." See, there there's the glory. But but isn't it interesting when they look at Jesus? They're saying. Let's build tents here. This is great. We want to stay here. So, yeah, you, you can see the glory of God as long as you see him through Jesus. Yes. Then it's okay. I think that's a great way to put it. Whether it's through Jesus and the Lord's Supper or for the apostles, through Jesus, oh, Emmanuel, God man, with us. Man. Oh, my God. Oh, we're not over time, are we? <laughs> Excuse my cursing on air. <laughs> I thought there was a fire in the studio. Oh, well. Lord, forgive us. I'm sorry. I was looking. I thought, oh, my goodness, we're five minutes over, but we've still got plenty of time. Excuse me, Matt. A little too enthusiastic. We're just so engrossed in this discussion. So excited. Too much bad for my own good. Um, So there we go. (laughs) I've closed my Bible. No, I, uh, okay, well, I, okay, go ahead. I've got Keep a couple talking. questions for you then, John. All right, John. good, yeah. All right, because yeah. I, I know you've studied since this text. Since we're not done. We've got since we've got plenty of time. Six minutes. But, but here's, here's a couple questions. Okay, yeah. so you, you can't see God's face and live in his glory, and, and I get that. Yeah. Um, but then here you have in, in the verses right before, earlier in verse yeah. chapter 33, uh, verse 11, it, it says this about Moses, all right? Um, the whole tent of meeting bit, it says, yes. uh, thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. So yes. what, what's the deal there? You know, because we're just got to talk about, you can't see God face to face because you'll die and his glory and all that. But yet it, we, we've got this, this description here. See, and, and, and actually uh, you answered that question. You answered it in the verse you read. He spoke to him face to face. How? As a man speaks to his friend. As a man speaks to his friend. Because, see, I had that same dilemma with the text we had last week, where God says, I'm not going to go up amongst you, lest I consume you. And then he turns around and says, no, I'll be present with you. Well, you just said you weren't going to go up amongst us. And and it's that tension. It's the tension of the law and the gospel. That's how we Lutherans would put it. Uh, The tension that the, the, the God of glory who is holy and perfect. No, you can't. You can't come into his presence because you would just shrivel up and die. I mean, we don't understand that. He is so much more perfect than we are. But as as you alluded, but you can come and see him face to face through Jesus. Because then you're not seeing face to face the God of glory, the God that you say, oh, don't let him talk to us lest we die. But you're seeing him as a what? As a friend. As a friend. But that's the thing. That's what people don't understand. You don't want to come into the presence of God apart from Jesus. From Jesus. If, if, is that what Jesus said? No one can come to the Father. Except but, through me. Yeah. 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 So, and, and that's what I realized. So God's saying, look, if there's not an intermediary, then you don't want me to come because I will consume you. Yeah. And you've already seen that, and it's not going to get any better. But, but yeah, no, I can be present with you. As long as there's that intermediary. So let me ask you another question. Sure. And maybe it's the same answer. Yeah. So then you know, we've skipped forward a, a few, couple books in the Bible to the book of Numbers. Oh, yeah. And we get this benediction deal, right? Yeah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face, face. shine upon yes. us. Do we really want God's face shining upon yeah. us? Uh, but yet, but yet, in the words of the benediction, it's, it's, it's meant to be a blessing, right? 
yeah, shining upon us and giving us peace. And, and, and Matt, see, the interesting thing is, it's the exact same word. It's the exact same word. Because you might, oh, well, he's using a different image there. But no, it's the same Thanks. face word that we had here. But again, see, that's the difference. When you have Christ, then it is a good thing for God to look down upon you. And it is a thing of blessing. But without Christ, no, no, it's, it would not be. Because all you would have would be the God of anger, the God of wrath. Uh, the God of lightning and thunder and earthquake and everything that makes you scary. Yeah. And and that God's all around us. We see him every day of our life. We witness that in all the tragedies and trials and the deaths that we have to deal with. And there is no other answer. I'm sorry. I wish I could say that's okay, but there isn't any other answer. But there is in Christ. And then it's all right. Then it's okay. Then we, as we look back, we can say, oh, it really was a thing of grace and mercy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting, Matt, because we had the story of, uh, um, was it uh, Rehoboam? No, Jeroboam and, and his little son that was dying. And, and of course, you know, Jeroboam, an evil, wicked man, uh, and yet God says to him, yeah, your son's going to die. That that won't change, but I, I favor that son. In fact, it'll actually be a blessing and a thing of mercy. Uh, in his death, because he'll be with me, and he won't have to see all the tragedies and all the disgrace and all the suffering that's going to fall upon mm. the family because of your evil, Jeroboam. So, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, death in Christ again, that is a good thing. That is not a bad thing. Although, as one who has lost people that he cares for, it doesn't seem like it's a good thing. Yeah. Only when you look back. Because in the middle of it, you're just seeing oh, yeah. the sin and the death and the glory and the wages of sin and all that. So, uh, well, yeah. yeah, thank you, Matt. Uh, does that make any sense? Yeah, it so? does. Yeah, because yeah. you have all this face talk here and God yeah. looking at us and, and Moses looking at God. And, and at times it's it seems like a blessing and at times it seems like death and destruction. But I, I think that's very helpful that it's it's in Christ and in God's grace and in mercy that, that his presence, his face is a blessing to us. And, and and I think since Transfiguration is coming up this next Sunday, I think you are a week from tomorrow, it, you see that so clearly because Christ is glorified. He is bright and shining, but it's not a scary thing when it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. fact, you remember the last words Jesus speaks to them from the Mount of Transfiguration? He says, rise up and fear not. Fear says. not. Fear not. And, yeah. And I think of that as return when he returns in his glory and shining again, right? And yep. his face yep. will be there. These bodies will be raised and we will then literally see him face to face. And not a time of fear, but for us who are in Christ, no, it's a time of rejoicing. And, and, Redemption is drawing near. And you know why we'll be able to do that? Why in the end we will be able to stand in his glorious presence and we won't be full of fear and we won't fall down on our faces because the problem right now matt that you and i have is that we are stuck in sinful we're bodies imperfect and he's perfect yeah. and what does he say he was going to give us glorious bodies like unto his glorious yes. body so at that point when we have the new resurrected bodies and we have the new spirit he's already given us and baptism in his word then it'll be okay but i'm sorry people right now as long as you're stuck in the bodies you're stuck in it'll never be a good thing it is always going to be a thing that will be troublesome yeah. Um, I had a gal ask me that. She said, Pastor, I, I, I'm worried. I'm frightened about things. Will those worries and fears ever go away? And, and she's an older lady. And, and I had to say to her, I don't know. Maybe the worries and fears won't go away. I think that's probably just being human, uh, being mm-hmm. in the sinful flesh. But I can tell you this much. You don't need to worry about the worries. And you don't need to worry about the fear. Because the Lord loves you. You're favored. The Lord is present with you. He's going to take care of everything. And I suppose when we get into heaven and look back, we'll see that, yeah, 
That was all true. Yeah. That was all true. Yeah. What, what did we have to worry about? Yeah. Why was I worried? Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, any final thoughts, Matt, as we wrap up this episode? Now, this is the end this of it. This is, it is the done. I, I think the problem was, if you had frozen custard lately, John? No, I haven't. I think that might That's have been the problem. Why you, why you thought it was the end of the show, kind of started hallucinating. <laughs> uh, I, but, you know, don't worry. A few more weeks, Tedgers will be open again. So okay. hang in there. Yeah. So listen for our next episode, and we'll have Ted Drews, and maybe everything will be better. <laughs> <laughs> we wish you all the Lord's blessings. This indeed has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.